0: last Few weeks we've been working on a series on laying foundations. Right, you're only as good as the foundation that you're built upon, and so what's the foundation that we're that, that we build our lives upon, huh? Jesus Christ, it's the scriptures, it's the Bible, but why? How do you know that you can trust the Bible? How, how do you know that a book that is so old, that has been translated through so many years and so many times, and, and there's so many different translations of the Bible, how, how do you know that the Bible is, is trustworthy, is credible? And so for the past few weeks, we've been laying down the foundations as to why. I love you. Thank you for coming to visit me. I'll see you guys in two weeks. God bless you. God bless them. Watch over them, Lord. So, so the foundations, the foundations. You know, the boxer, a boxer's only as good as his legs, right? You know, you got to build the foundation. What are we standing on? And we've got so many people that want to criticize and want to mock the gospel, want to mock our faith. Why do you believe what you believe and how do you know that that can be true? And we're looking into the credibility and the trustworthiness of scriptures. And so we've been declaring that the Bible is our verbal security. The Bible is our verbal security. The grass withers and the flowers fade away, but the word of God will stand forever. And so when people ask us, because it's out of ignorance, the Bible says out of ignorance, my people suffers. And most of the people that are suffering out there is because of ignorance, because they don't know any better. And when you turn around and you're walking around with a Bible in your hand, what is it that you're reading? How do you even understand that? And people, people look at us like we're crazy, and how could you possibly even understand that? And that's a great question to have someone ask you because then you can, that opens up to, you know, the whole... Well, you'll never be able to understand unless you had the Holy Spirit living inside of you. And you could never have the Holy Spirit living inside of you if you're still in a sinful nature. <laughs> and so what a bridge to, to, to bring them to Christ and to get that understanding and to be filled with the Holy Spirit. But we have an objective to be able to give a reason and a defense for the hope that we have in our faith in Christ as well as the trustworthiness that we place inside the Scriptures. And so we started with the first part of, 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 of how we test the Bible is, is the bibli- bibliographical texts, the manuscripts that we have. Well, you know, we, 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 we compared it to, to other manuscripts Writings of Socrates, of Plato, of Homer, uh, um, Aristotle, uh, great philosophers, and we see that we have, we have certain number of manuscripts of, of, of these, you know, great philosophers that, that wrote some great things. And, and, yeah, okay, so we've got maybe 11 manuscripts of Homer, we've got four maybe of Socrates, and, and, and we see that in far, as far as manuscripts go, and the New Testament goes, we've got over 96,000 manuscripts. It, it, it's almost so ridiculous that most literary scholars won't even, won't even go there when it comes to the Bible and the manuscripts. Because we have more than enough manuscripts to be able to bring forth a clear evidence that these are trustworthy writings. Of, of antiquities. N- no other literary work can compare to it. It can't. So we go from the bibliographical text and and we begin to look then at internal evidences. Evidences that are within the scriptures. Do the New Testament writers, uh they, they surprisingly support, quote, mention each other at different times, places, and conversations. And when you've got different contributors that are all writing about the same thing and they're all writing their eyewitnesses' accounts, if you go into a police station, they'll tell you that, Whenever they've got three or four witnesses and they bring them in, if their stories are lined up too good, then it's too good. Right? Because what one person sees from the East view is gonna be different than the other person that catches it from the West view. So you're gonna, you're gonna see it through your eyes. You're gonna see it through, I'm gonna see it through my eyes. Right? And we're gonna see the same thing, but it could be differently, different variations. This is exactly what we have with the New Testament writers. They, their, their, their corroboration for each other gives then the credibility of what was, what took place. So we have the bibliographical text. We have the internal evidences. Now we also have external evidences, evidences outside of scripture. The external evidence seeks to corroborate or falsify the documents based on additional historical literature and data. Is there corroborating evidence outside the Bible for the claims made within the Gospels? And like I I, I mentioned two weeks ago, the answer is yes. There are so many ancient documents outside of the Bible that fully support what is written in the New Testament. We spoke about Jose- Josephus Flavius. We, uh, we spoke about um, the, the Roman historian that had nothing to do. He wasn't even a Jew. He was a Roman historian. But we understand that you know Jesus was crucified on, under the procreator of, of Pontius Pilate. We, we have eyewitness accounts of his resurrection and, and the things that took place after his life that's not just written within the bible and these external evidences give credibility to then what is written in the bible so we have external evidences as well we have corroboration from non-christian sources other documentations that have nothing to do with christianity have nothing to do with religion is more historical in fact and yet they describe the life of jesus they speak about it in fact if you watch the movie ben-hur that's about Ben-Hur, you'll catch the gospel. Jesus coming in. That's because that was there historically. They knew about the Messiah. They knew about the water walker. They knew about the one who raised the dead back to life. They knew about the one that would lay hands upon the leper and the leper would become healed. They knew about him. And he's all throughout history. We have the corroboration of the enemy's silence. So many people, right? There were eyewitnesses. The things that Jesus did, he did not do it within the four walls and confines of a church, of a synagogue. He did it out in, in the public square, out in the corner. People were getting healed. He ministered and preached out in the public, in the open. And the things that he did, he did it openly. So that, that when people began to declare and speak of the things that he did, there was nobody to raise up and to refute and or bring a, a claim against this because there were eye witnesses to the accounts. So, So the fact that history is silent, Not one voice raised up in that time to come against the teachings of Jesus. And then we have the corroboration from eyewitnesses. All of these occurrences, again, were done in the public eye. Anyone could have refuted the claims, but they didn't. And so the conclusion is that the Bible is the immutable, inerrant, infallible, inspired word of God. So what? So what that the Bible is the most accurate, the best documented, even 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 maybe maybe one of the most fascinating books that you can read. So what? Okay, you gave me some good evidences, you gave me internal, external, you gave me some bibliographical uh, manuscript te- all of that sounded good. All right. I'll buy into it. The Bible is historically accurate. But why? the word of god when they were when it was written by mere men why would you put and stake such a heavy claim upon it are you guys ready to keep building tell them we're going to build we're going to build 2 timothy 3:16 states all scripture all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work, that it is God inspired. The Greek language there is that it is God breathed. Almost in the same language as when God breathed into Adam the breath of life, the Ruach Kadosh. <sighs> And he became a living soul. It's the same, same imagery that the Bible, all of Scripture is God breathed. It's, it's an essence of who he is. <sighs> given into eternity. In fact, when the Bible in Genesis, it says, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And God said, it is his spoken word that went forth and brought forth that light. It's that spoken word that comes in and was incarnated in the form of Jesus Christ. And we beheld the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, the Word of God. It's what we have in the scriptures. It is inspired. It was God breathed. A time span of 1600 years. You've got over 40 contributing authors that, that, that penned through inspiration. And over, think about 1600 years, 40 different authors from kings to peasants to prophets and, and he utilized these men under the inspiration of his Holy Spirit. And throughout that s- span of 1,600 years, they wrote and they penned. And they didn't know. It was an individual work. You don't know when you sit down. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to go write a book. I'm writing a book, right? But what happens when you sit down to go write your book in your corner, and you write your book in your corner, and you write your book in your corner, and we're not corroborating. We're not talking to each other. And yet, Wes, when we finish writing these books and bring these books together, each one of our jesus come on it's what we've got in the bible that's what we've got in the bible inspired by god and there is no other no other writing in the history of this world that brings forth a self-proclamation the bible is the only the only spiritual book that self-proclaims i am the lord your god I am that I am. And in fact, if we read in Isaiah 46, 9 through 11, listen, listen to what uh, uh, the prophet spoke. Remem- remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me. Declaring the end from the beginning and from the ancient times things not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand and I will accomplish all my purpose, calling a bird of prey from the east, the man of my counsel from the far country. I have spoken, and I will bring it to pass. I have purposed it, and I will do it. He declares within the scriptures themselves that he is God. See, only other writing. The only other writing. That has a self-proclamation from God. Now, okay, so the Bible says that he is God and he declares himself to be God and and we see the wonders of of how all of these different books can unravel the same theme and is pointing to the same direction all of the new testament all of the mysteries that were once concealed in the new testament in Christ now revealed and we see how how they bridge together and that's why we use the scriptures to interpret the scriptures and we don't go to external sources outside of scriptures And the Holy Spirit that God has promised to put inside of us. That will reveal to us all things. That would give us all truth. Amen. This. This right now. This last point. That I'm going to share with you this morning. Truly is God's signature upon the book. And that's the prophetic word. Family, there's over 2,500 prophecies written within scriptures over 2,500 prophecies, foretellings, things that, that haven't passed and yet are, are to come. It's, 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 it's looking through the telescopic lens of prophecy, as these men were inspired by God, and as He declares in His Word, that He will tell you the old things, and tell you the things that have not yet passed, and they will come to fulfillment. And out of 2,500 prophecies of future events that still not yet have happened, over 2,100 of them! Twenty one. Hundred of them have already been fulfilled to the T. I'm talking about a proclamation of nations before they rose, the, the Medio Persian Empire declared within the Old Testament before King Nebuchadnezzar was even born. I'm talking about the prophecies, over 44 of them of Jesus. In fact, I'm going to read a chapter for you. I'm going to read a chapter of Isaiah, the 53rd chapter. I want you to listen close. As I read this to you. Who has believed our report? And to whom has the army of the Lord been revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of the ground. He has no form or comeliness. And when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected by men a man of sorrows acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before its shearers is silent. So he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment. And who will declare his generation? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgressions of my people he was stricken. And they made his grave with the wicked but with the rich at his death. Because he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth, yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He was put to him to grief. When you make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the labor of his soul and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant shall justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he poured out his soul unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressors. And he bore the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. Who does that sound like? Who are they talking about? Jesus? Are you sure? Because you know that book was written 750 years before the man was even born. And we've got over 44 Messianic prophecies detailed to the letter. And in the life of Christ made plain and clear. And yet we would come with doubt. For the person that would question my faith. Call me a fool for being a Jesus freak. It's plain as day within the words of his scriptures to be able to declare the things that were going to take place 700, 800 years before they did. Not just one prophecy, not two prophecies, not something, oh, the great cat in the cloud. These are detailed, detailed people. So vivid, the description. This is God saying, I'm leaving you a blueprint. I'm leaving you a word. I'm leaving you a foundation that you can stand on and not be moved. The prophetic word. And out of 2,500 prophecies, to know that over 2,100 of them have already been fulfilled, no other work in history can make this claim the way the Bible does. And I believe that this is why, as much as science would try to attack it, as, mar- as much as archaeology goes after it, the more they find, the more documentation. Just, just, uh, just in 1942 through 1947, and with with the Dead Sea Scrolls found in in the caves of Qumran, and 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 they found these pottery clays and they brought it, and they were like 300 to 600 years older than the oldest parchment that we had. So now now we just found manuscripts that were anywhere between 300 and 600 years older than the oldest manuscript that we had in hand. And so now science turned around and said, "Watch, watch now all the variations. Watch, watch all the discrepancies. We're going to be able to see because, you know, it wasn't like the Gutenberg printing press was invented yet. These were manuscripts that were handwritten by scribes, passed down through oral tradition. But they had such a system. They had such an awe, such a reverence for the holiness. They knew what they were writing. They knew what they were copying. And this was a work of God through his people. And when we turned around and they pulled out these scrolls and they had the scroll of Isaiah, they even had a copper scroll that they, they put in copper. They put in copper so that it would be preserved forever, and so now we had these scrolls. And as they, as soon as they got the interpreters to come out and begin to uh, uh, um, assess them and 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 do the translations into them and stuff, you know, you know, you know what the variance was, you know what the variance was. It was like 99.8% accurate. It was it, just, just little, like an A here or the, things that were so insignificant. It was like eight or 7% accurate to the manuscripts that we had. So that whole grapevine theology, you start something over here in the story and watch how it's going to change by the time it gets to the end of the room, right? This was identical, identical family i can't i can 't tell you how important it is to understand that our foundation lays upon the scriptures of God and how it 's in our handling the scriptures of God that we're we have the 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 blueprint we have the compass to help us navigate the waters of life, and what we have to do is we have to Deprogram everything that we've been taught everything that we've been that's been instilled in us all of our experiences everything that we know to be true and take all of that and throw it right out the window and say man, this has been I, I, th- it's been wrong and Then we got to put in the real program and we got to download we got to take this and we got to download this into us because if we take this the scriptures God breathed inspired, time-tested, weather-approved, like this is the word of God. And we take this and we begin to download it into our soul. I don't want to think the way I think. I want to think the way he thinks. I want to move the way he moves. I want to know when, when I'm being confronted and I'm in a spiritual battle. I want to know that I've been given the authority to cast out demons. I want to know that I have been given the authority to speak those things that are not as if though they are. And I want to know that I can move and live my life in a higher authority. That I'm not subjected to the planes of this world. But that I can move in the spirit realm. Giving charge of angelic hosts to bring forth ministry that we can move into areas that most people would be fearful. But yet as the storms of life come in and as obstacles come down, as stories come that would just disturb us, diagnoses from doctors, all of these things that would just try to pull us out of our center. And God says, don't look at the circumstance. Don't look at the situation. I got a bird's eye view. I'm working all of this out. You've got to trust me. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego—they didn't bow down to to their need to bow, but yet because they stood for God, they were placed in a fiery furnace. They were being put to death because of their faith. And as 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 children of faith, we live and die. The most beautiful thing that we receive when we come to Christ is the surety of eternal life. To know that all of our sins have been forgiven. That's the true deliverance. That's the freedom that we have, God. That you've forgiven me. I don't have to live this way any longer. You've provided an avenue, a bridge That I don't deserve clearly. And yet because of your grace and your goodness, you provide freely. (laughs) We live by faith and not by sight. The fights that we have in this world, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities and rulers of the year. Most times when I sit down and I counsel people... Most of the things that come out are all the superficial stuff. You know? You look at the, you, you look at, 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 at the life-controlling issues, whether it's pornography, drug addiction, alcoholism, uh, uh, just, you know, the vanity of, of, of having a thousand shoes in a closet, or, or you know, all of the clothing and the, and the labels that people want to display and, and, and walk around in. Symptoms. Symptoms. Superficial. I don't want to just—I don't want to talk about a person's drug addiction. I want to get back down into the root of their heart. Get back down to the root of the heart because it's a soul issue. It's a soul issue, and if we can get to the soul, if the Word of God can penetrate the soul, transformation happens. Not not by a, a, a trying to do the list of the do's and don'ts. It's an internal thing. No longer. Is my law written upon tablets of stone? The Bible says I will write them upon the tablets of your heart. That it becomes your inner desire to do righteousness, to do good, to be light. That's his promise. That's our declaration. And that should be the message that you're carrying. And I pray that throughout the last three weeks, if you didn't get to hear the series, um, we're, we're, uh, it's available on podcast. If you got iTunes, Google Play, um, you can you can pull up the previous messages on, and and it's uh, laying down foundations. And so uh, um, each one of the topics that I spoke about, I went into detail, and and uh, they, they may be good messages if if you're interested. They're available uh, um, on on podcast. Amen. I want to I wanna invite uh, Uncle Paulie to come up, and he's going to bring forth a conclusion uh, to this service. And in the interim, I love you, church. I'm going to miss you guys two weeks. Um, God bless you. And uh, I'll, see you in, I'll see you in two weeks, right?